Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonato. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross. Joe Ross is a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer, a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. Check out our uh, Black Knight Nation uh, YouTube channel. We have uh, archived uh, interviews, one with Joe Ross. Most recently, we had Brian Riley, Army hockey coach, on there. We also had um, Sandy McCoy former Army fullback, and we had uh, Drew Thatcher, uh, uh, our new Army offensive coordinator. Um, we're back. St- Steve and Sal are back on the Black Knight Nation podcast. It's been a while, but I just felt with signing day, you know, let's let's talk some signing day. Let's talk some Army football here. Late night podcast. Doesn't get any better. Steve, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, Sal. Sorry, I've been uh... – been working the new job a little bit. I haven't been able to link up with you, but um, glad to be back. Glad to be talking Army football. A um, lot to catch up on, and it's a you know it's a it's a great college football, high school football uh, day. Just with all the kids around the country signing um, their letters of intent on which colleges they're going to. So a lot of lot of good stuff, um, and uh, look forward to it. Yeah, I mean Army's got Army's recruiting class, Steve. Now. When you were at Army, right, what do you say your recruiting class was? Was it 50, 60, 70? How, how, how big was your recruiting class, would you say? Like how many how many kids or what was our rank in the nation? How many players? <laughs> how many players? How many recruits did you have? Shoot. How many recruits? I'd say uh, uh, by the time, you know, I think, you know, after my sophomore year, um, when I, you know, when – my name finally got out there and they started involving me in the recruiting process a little more as far as like, Hey, tell this guy what a day in life of the cadet is share this guy, you know, around post or around the area, whatever. Um, I would say on any given weekend, <clears throat> we would have 15 to 20 players uh, show up. Okay. And that was every weekend from after the season till, you know, uh, I wouldn't say spring ball, but it went past. I mean, there was kids that still came up after, uh, you know, sign, you know, because we don't, you know, letter and intent day is not really a big thing at Army. It's that we don't really fall into that category. Um, yeah. Because yep. of the academy. Like, I, you know, me, I didn't sign on signing day. I, uh, I didn't sign with Army until like March um, <laughs> when they finalized. You know, I was going to the prep school. I felt like that was the best option for me at that time. Uh, so, but yeah, no, the I would say, shoot, 15 players a weekend for six weeks. Uh, so you're talking anywhere from, you know, 75, 90 guys that are coming to see the campus um, in a given, uh, you know, recruiting um, offseason. Yeah, cycle. So what I was getting at is, the number of commits in the t- class of 2023 for Army right now, by my total, is 106. 106 commits. That is, yeah, I mean, it, it is, that's a lot. And, you know, here's my theory on that, right? Yeah, you got to split some up. Some of them are going, you got to have build a prep school team, right? You have about 50 players on the prep school team, right? Then you got your direct commits. And then you got this new offense, right? And you got, you got to bring in, this new offense is a shotgun offense with one back and four receivers, maybe three receivers in the tight end. You got to start, you got to recruit 
more receivers for this offense, right? You got to recruit, recruit different, maybe a little bit different athletes for this offense, maybe. And maybe that's the reason why for, you know, the, the class being a little bit bigger. That, 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 that's my, yeah. that's my theory. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll see what kind of slot backs have hands um, that understand, you know, have the college football uh, IQ and have played at that level, you know, you're going to see some, you know, some possible position changes. There could see some defensive backs, uh, safeties move to those positions. I mean, there's going to be, you know, and it, I don't, you know, I don't know how Coach Ellerson likes to run, or I mean, um, Coach Munkin likes to run it, but I know Coach Ellerson, when I played, it was like new, you know, new offense, new defense. Uh, we came in the locker room first day of spring ball, and it was like players' names were all over the place. We had linebackers at linemen, linemen at uh, fullbacks. You know, it was like everyone's like, yeah. oh, sh oh, sh and I was like, I was originally a whip, which the way it lines up was like a defensive lineman, you know, you know, one yard off the ball. And I was like, I'm not playing D-line. What is this? So um, there's a little bit of, um, you know, buy-in that goes into that, right? Trust in the system, trust in Coach Munkin. Um, and, uh, but, uh, I think, I think there'll be some player shifts in spring ball. They'll see how that goes. And, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You gotta start, you know, th there's no point of waiting. Like you gotta start recruiting for this offense yeah. now. Um, and, and, you know, no surprise that it's a, a hundred plus, you know, you like to see, you know, you know, like you said, 50 guy, half of that's going to prep school, um, half of the, the 50 players that are left that are going direct, uh, you know, they'll, they'll weed out through camp or, um, yeah, you true. know, whatever happens, JV, um, you know, so, Barrett, but yeah, definitely. Know. Yeah. Be spared, you know, maybe some, you know, they realize like, Hey, this is my way in, but you know, we have players every year that this is my way into the Academy. That's what they really wanted to do. Um, yeah. And then they go play sprint or go play rugby or go play a different sport. So, uh, it, you know, guys start to realize the commitment of Army football and it, it, it becomes daunting, especially as freshmen, because it's like, you know, it's a, it's culture, it's school. It's a, it's a huge shock. So definitely excited, uh, you know, with this new, new offense, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I was kind of envisioning kind of like the, the air force triple option package, um, how that looks. Um, but it's, it's going to be that, you know, when I first started and then I started looking at where this coach came from and how he ran, I was like, man, this is, this is, this is going to be interesting, especially, you know, when you talk about coach Munkin's mentality of what kind of football program we've been, um, it, it didn't really, um, didn't really seem like that relationship matched up with personality wise, but uh, definitely interested to see how it works out. Definitely something different, right? Definitely something that's going to be multiple, I think. Definitely something that you might – it's going to be not easy to prepare for because you really don't know where you're going to get at times. Yeah, you're going to go from the gun, but we'll see how things line up. I'm told no fullbacks in this offense. Now, that doesn't mean there's not a fullback on the roster that you can't have in goal line situations, you know, short yardage situations. But I'm told there's not going to be – there's no fullbacks coach anymore, Steve. There's nobody coaching fullbacks anymore, as to my knowledge. You know, it's just a running backs coach. You coach running backs. And you know, the receivers coach, Aaron Smith, you know, 
he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of guys in this room now. You know, he's gonna have a a, a pretty full room with this uh, offense, no doubt. It's gonna be fun to watch. I think we'll see how spring goes. I'm not sure how open practices are gonna be if they're gonna let people. And I would assume they're gonna close practices and just you know install the offense and get the guys to learn. And uh, it'll be it'll be fun. You know, I look at who they're recruiting, right? They have a slot receiver that they recently uh, got a commitment from, Dom Esposito out of Arizona. He had 97 catches his senior year. <laughs> 97 catches. That was like seventh in Arizona history in the state of Arizona. So they're recruiting different guys. You know, they're recruiting guys that are more um, catch first than run guys, maybe, you know, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But then you still had a guy. Um, I want to talk about this Um, today. They had a, they had two guys um, that were originally committed to Air Force that have flipped to Army. And today, one of them was uh, Kassan Hooks. Kassan Hooks is a Georgia safety. He was committed to uh, Air Force. And he told me um, – we were uh, messaging each other today. I wrote a story. and You can check out his story on BlackKnightNation.com. Uh, he was telling me before he took a trip to Army, he was 100% committed to Air Force. Then he took, took the trip to Army, and it changed his mind. The coaches changed his mind. The players, the brotherhood changed his mind. And today he had two hats at his press conference. He had an Air Force hat and he had an Army hat. And he signed his certificate of commitment. You could tell it was like a little Army shield on it, so to speak. And he was wearing black. Uh, Kassan was wearing black. So you figured, ah, he's probably going with the Black Knights maybe. Puts on the Go Army Black Knights hat. You know, so uh, – and the guy I wanted to talk about too, uh, last week I wrote about Timmy um, – uh, Kloska, he was a um, Air Force commit, 6'2", 220-pound full uh, running back out of Michigan. Michigan State Player of the Year, this guy. Flipped. Flipped from, from Air Force to Army. So, um, you know, Army, we talk about the 106, right? But um, I was talking to a recruit um, last night, I believe, and he was telling me that just going down the list of players that um, I wrote about him today, Wesley Shaw. He's at from Jesuit, um, Florida, elephant alignment. He's like, I'm looking at this um recruiting class, I'm looking at their credentials. It's like it's gonna be crazy at Army. And like you say, you gotta someone will go to prep, someone will go to direct. You know, you gotta retain these guys. But man, good to see some flips going on here. And um, you know, it, there's a lot of good stuff going on. I can go on and on about this recruiting class, Steve. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if you want to hear everything about these guys, but I got, I got a lot, no, I got a lot of nuggets uh, here. No, it's well, it's also, you know, it's a very, you know, we always talk about in the military, how transition is the, it's the most, you know, where you have the most friction is times of transition. Right. And here we are with the time of transition, uh, new, you know, new football year coming up, spring ball coming up. Um, uh, you know, there's obviously guys, you know, we're not like other colleges where you could have, you know, December grads in high school, um, and they could come up for spring semester and play spring ball. So it's going to be that recruiting class is, is going to be drinking through a fire hose, especially the, you know, prep schoolers commits, uh, direct commits. Everyone's going to be drinking through a fire hose. Um, and there's not going to be a lot of experience on the offensive side. Now the defensive side is always easier to pick up. You know, less uh, – I don't want to say less complex, but um, it, defense always seems to fit uh, their assignments up more um, more efficiently and quicker than uh, the offense does. And, 
you know, there's not going to be a lot of experience, a lot of, you'll get a mentorship right out of the, out of the seniors and juniors and sophomores for those freshmen, but there's going to, you know, they're going to be learning a lot of stuff uh, for the, you know, for the second time, but, you know, essentially for the first time, because they're not going to be able to install the whole offense during spring ball. Uh, yeah, especially, you know, right? and then once the season, once Piad's over and the season starts, you're game planning. So uh, you are, you know, making game plans to that, to that opponent versus just general install of, of offense. So it's always impressive when you see, you know, freshmen and, you know, I, I know we had Pat Mealy do it. Pat Mealy had a really good freshman running back year um, for army out of our class. Um, so it's really not, it's really impressive when you see, you know, freshmen, especially at the academy, pick up the offense, uh, stay academically eligible, uh, stay out of trouble, and uh, and make such an impact uh, within the first six months of being there. So it'll be interesting. I, I think the the other key takeaway is kind of like what, what you brought up is, you know, there's identity, right? There's got to be a identity, a personality, uh, you know, figured out by the senior class you know these juniors now but the the will be seniors during the spring ball like who are we going to be on on the offensive side of ball you know army football will be army football but what's our identity um and and who are those informal leaders and who who are our accountability officers you know sort of speak uh so it's, it's going to be be interesting I, I can't wait to kind of hopefully uh, make it up there during spring ball and hopefully, uh, you know, be around the team. It's been a while since I've been around the team, and I look forward to trying to make a trip out there this spring. We got to get you to be the honorary captain of the black and gold game. You've done that before, right, or no? No, never done it. Man, you got to be an honorary captain of the black and gold game. I don't know if they did that last year. I'm not sure they did. Maybe, I don't know, they might have uh, – just a couple more things about recruiting real quick. Um, I want to uh, give, you know, there's today was, today was a big day for the, 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 the Bartosh family uh, Briggs Bartosh. He's a, he was quarterback running back out of Missouri. Um, he had offers from air force. He had offers from um, I believe my Kansas offered him, uh Miami of Florida uh, offered him, and he's going to join his brother, uh, 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 Brad in that um, West Point. His brother is a, um, I believe, is a freshman offensive lineman. Um, so he, it's going to be a little bit of a family uh, affair there. With uh, he's going to join his brother. It was great to see that because he he took visits all over the place. I, I believe he even visited a Mac school too. So to have Briggs um, join the class today was was pretty key for Army. And also um, Bryson Jose is a kicker out of Georgia, and his brother Brooks was a punter at Army. Um, two years ago, and he was the holder for Army, the main holder for Army, too. He was the second-string punter behind Zach Harding, and he was the holder for um, the kick, kicking, um, you know, Cole Talley and um, Quinn Moretzky. So uh, Bryson, Bryson Jose is also uh, signed today. So there's, I just want to mention those kind of family, you know, connections there. I mean, you had them, right? You had uh, the Mackies when you played, right? You had the Bentlers when you played, Steve. There was – you know the Giovanellis that I I, I remember. Um, there's always yeah. there's some brother. You know, I, I play. Mean, I got a chance to play with. Uh, yeah, Jeremy and Jordan Trimble. Um, oh, of course, other duo. You know, older. You know, brothers. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's yeah. it's 
you know, it, one thing that, you know, what's an interesting stat is the lineage of military service through family. So they all, you know, you always, you know, I'll never pressure my sons or, uh, you know, my daughter to, to go to West Point. Like it won't be, that's not the mentality, but it seems to be what, you know, what continues, um, you know, the, you know, the, I, you know, uh, you got the Bulls family, you know, lineage, uh, you know, people just continue to, you know, it, it's powerful, you know, and it's also, you know, just like, you know, Ted Bentler left, you know, left the scholarship to come play with Fritz Bentler. Like the older brother was already playing somewhere and Fritz started playing at West Point and they started talking and Fritz was like, Ted, you need to come here. And he came here and man, what a, one of the best personalities uh, I've ever met in my life is Ted Bentler. Um, but yeah, it's definitely we powerful. Need to get to, we, uh, we need to get the Bentler brothers on here, man. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll reach out to them. They're uh they're man, that is that was such a duo. It was it, being an underclassman for those two, whoo man, that was uh intense to say the least. So um but yeah, no, it's you know, get back on hand. It's 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 not surprising to me anymore, uh, where we see players, especially younger brothers that have offers from bigger schools and, and can go do that stuff. And then they choose West point because their brother's there, because I think they have a little more perspective on what's at the end. And, um, you know, you saw a guy, you know, like, you know, not to, you know, go this far back, but you saw a guy like Pat Tillman, who was in the NFL who decided to join because his brother joined, right. You see it all the time. Um, it's just kind of different when you're talking about West point football, because, you're talking about young adults, you know, young men who are making, you know, grown men decisions by coming to an academy when they could easily go have fun in the Miami, you know, at Miami of a Florida and, and and be a football player there. Yeah, well, you talk about the lineage, right? I want to mention one more thing. Uh, um, I did a story on uh, Wesley Shaw. I talked about him a little earlier. The offensive lineman out of Florida Jesuit uh, High School. And so he comes up on a visit to uh, Army, and who's his host? Brett Jarena, his high school teammate, sophomore linebacker Brett Jarena, and Brett Jarena's dad Joe. You know, was a quarterback at Army. So you know, um, Wesley Wesley was telling me yesterday. I talked to him on the phone. He was telling me a little bit about, hey, you know, Brett was showing me, you know, the ups and downs of West Point. You know, not everything is you know is gravy here, but you know, it's it's going to be down the road. The reward is there, right? And um, so. The, the thing is, he said that Brett answered – he didn't even have any questions because Brett answered them all and even thought of questions that he would never even thought of for him. So that's – um, you know, when you talk about a guy whose dad went through it, right, now he's going through it. Now he's be, he's a sophomore. He's in his second year. And Brett made some pretty good plays on a defense. He was more of a third-down guy for Army, got some playing time, brought a lot of energy to the Black Knights defense. You know, here he is. A ho like you said, Steve, your sophomore year, you know – He's he's a host here, and he and here he gets a high school teammate, um, helps a high school teammate along the, the recruiting, and gets a we army gets a commitment from Wesley Shaw, and he this guy, Wesley Shaw when he was a sophomore had offers from West Virginia. He was being recruited by Wake Forest. He was getting recruited by Duke. Tore his ACL his junior year, didn't play at all, 
and not even the Florida schools were keeping in contact with him up until his decision because, um, you know, um, coaches change, staffs change, and uh, here's Army being consistent with the kid when he was when he was rehabbing, being consistent with the kid, and there he uh, there's the re- reward, and he's going to be a pretty good offensive lineman for Army, I think, down the road. So um, uh, just a, just a recruiting story, man. Uh, like I said, I'm full of them, Steve. I yeah, think no, I, I it's think I'll, like it's. The the you know you don't even know what questions to ask you know when when nobody knows you you know I remember going up to West Point and just being you know I called my dad after you know probably two hours of the visit and I was like oh I'm coming here this place is incredible he's like all right calm down like you know nothing about the place like just enjoy the trip son because uh, I went by myself I didn't have no parents came nothing okay and uh, he was like just enjoy the trip. And uh, we'll talk when you get back. Um, and I was like, okay. And, uh, but I didn't know what to ask. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, I knew nothing. You know, I don't have any, there was no, I didn't have any friends. Um, you know, I, I just didn't have it. I didn't have it. So it was nice to have upperclassmen that were willing to share uh, the, the goods and the bads, mostly the goods. Back then it was better just not to tell us the bads, I guess, because. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just kind of the way it worked out. Um, you know, I think one guy, hey, I think one guy, uh, what? Yeah, uh, I was going to just comment. I don't know if you can read it. I, 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 I'm not posting the comments, but Bay Knight is asking if you're wearing shoulder pads. <laughs> no, no, I don't wear shoulder pads in my free time. Uh, but I appreciate the comments. I did do shoulders yesterday, so. They might just be a little swole, but um, no, it's, it was nice to just, um, you know, have, have guys take you in right away. And then if you have, of course, if you have a high school teammate, he's going to, he's going to let one, you know, everything he's telling you is authentic. Um, And two, like it makes you a little more free to ask some questions where you may not ask that to, you know, someone has like the tough, you know, the tough recruit, you know, I'm the tough linebacker from Maryland coming in. Like, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to start over all of you. Right. That was my mentality. When I showed up, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to outwork everybody and everything like that. So um, it was good. I had a really good recruiting, you know, leadership that took me around. Um, So I remember that trip very well. Some good memories. I'm glad I did it. Took a chance. Um, so it was great. Do you remember who your host was, your player host was when you went or no? So I, yeah, so I, back then it, I got, um, like they put us in the hotel one night and then we stayed in the barracks one night. Um, but it was like, I stayed in a a room with like, it was a lot, it was a a room full of army football linebackers. Like that was, that's what it was. So it was, it was like three guys to a barracks room. I slept on the floor, um, on a futon mattress, uh, if I remember correctly. And, um, but I, I don't, man, I don't know if I remember my actual, uh, my actual host. I'm going to actually throw that in the army football chat. Like, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I can't remember this. Who was my actual host back in the day? Um, uh, trying to figure that out. Um, but there was, um, a lot of great, a lot of great, you know, friends to this day that ended up leaving the academy um, were on that visit. 
um, you know, and, um, you know, it was just uh, it was really good. I, I think there was, you know, I think you know, Seth Reed was on that uh, visit. Um, actually, I think most guys actually ended up leaving, you know. I don't remember – I don't know if you remember the guy named Andre Johnson. Uh, he was a really good linebacker for prep school, yeah. left after his freshman year. And then um, we had a couple receivers that were real good, still keep in touch with them. They left after prep school year. Um, so – it was a very uh, – I just remember it being a very cool experience. Uh, it's kind of like my first time going – I went to a couple – I took a visit to Boston College, and I took a visit to a couple other colleges. Um, but uh, that one was where I, I truly felt like these guys were um, – these guys, you know, these guys were not necessarily brothers, right? I didn't learn – I didn't truly learn about the brotherhood until actually going through it. Um, but it was a little different feel. Like they generally seemed like they cared and were like cool with me being around and wanted me to be there um, and not forced to like recruit this guy to this school and like we want this guy or whatever. So really cool experience. And I hope it sounds like, you know, if we're I'm not going to use the word poaching, but if we're convincing guys to leave other academies to come here and I don't know, you know, I don't know the stats on guys committed to Army that leave for Air Force Navy, uh, but it's just kind yeah. of. Um, it's, uh, it's good to hear. Um, and those are the kind of guys we want. We got, you know, coach Munkin runs such a, such a good program. And I was watching, you know, I was watching, you know, highlights earlier today, uh, in my free time of just like, you know, coach Munkin in the locker room, getting the boys fired up after a win and, and highlight tapes and, and stuff like that. Just kind of reliving, like just, Army football because you know it's been you know over a month since we had it so I, I look forward to spring ball starting back up and uh, you know these guys showing us um, you know this fall what what they can bring to the table. So real quick, I just got to talk a little bit more recruiting because now you so um, you had two guys like I said that jumped from Air Force to Army and you had one guy that was a Navy commit that uh, Larry Pickett he's a um, a safety from North Carolina. He uh, also uh, changed his commitment from Navy to army. I uh, didn't really go into detail with him about it too much, but um, you know, they, they also changed head coaches to Navy. So Navy had, you know, you think Navy might have, you know, they have a lot of the same staff there, but now with Brian Newberry taking over, who knows how recruiting is uh, they're recruiting, how they're recruiting. So um, yeah. who? So army got also a guy from Navy wanted to make a, Couple more things I want to say. Um, talking to Wesley Shaw for that story, he said that you know he's been to Power Five schools, right? And Steve, you can attest to this probably. He's been to Power Five schools, and that you know West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, I think he went to Duke too. And Army's facilities rank right up there with with, with the facilities of the West Virginias, with the uh, Dukes, with the Virginia Techs, and. Um, he said that they were equivalent to him, you know, they, and that he said that that was a part of his decision too. just, you know, you, you had the indoor facility, you have uh, the two or three practice fields that are out there. You have the weight room and you have a guy, uh, Connor Hughes, uh, he mentioned Connor Hughes, the strength and conditioning coach for the football strength and conditioning coaches being a factor there too. You see the videos that Connor Hughes po posts, you, know, you see Munkin's videos when they went to lifting in the off season and that, the, the camaraderie in the weight room. You know, it's it's good to hear that. It's good to hear that from a recruit who had those power five looks to say that, hey, you know, it's it's, it's the same. It's the same. And it's yeah. equivalent. And, uh, yeah. 
I think a very powerful thing is, uh, and this was something I learned later on, and I truly believe it, that I don't know if I would have reached my football potential at a different school. Um, because, you know, much like now, uh, there's a lot of distractions in life, right? I got a family now. I got a job now. Um, you know, I, I still I still work out. Uh, I still take fitness very seriously. Um, but at no point in my life, more so than at West Point, did I live for working out. I mean, I'm talking like free, didn't matter, uh, weekend. I mean, I'm talking seven days a week. I followed the strength training program and, uh, our, you know, between Coach Swanson and, and we had Coach Gabe there at the time, like they they allowed me to find things that I could do as active recovery, lifts, grip work, whatever. Um, the, the Army football weight room may not be the most gigantic weight room, but it's nice. It's a nice uh, weight room. And you, the indoor facility, I mean, to have an indoor, I mean, to have an indoor, it's so clutch in New York. Like, yeah. it's so clutch. Like, I get it. Some days we got to play outside to, like, just feel the cold. Yeah. But, man, to be inside is just, it's just it's glorious. No snow, not getting tackled on the snow, um, all that stuff. Um, and then you have, you know, you have the actual Kinsey Center, the, the, you know, the, the rooms, right. The, the film rooms, the, yeah. you know, the, the auditorium, the meeting rooms, all that stuff. Um, it's huge. And I, I guarantee, you know, that, that place is never locked for the football players. It's never locked, you know? Yeah. It's never locked. I mean, I remember, I remember when I finally, they gave me the keys to the building, man. I'll never forget that. I was like a, I think I was like going in. I was still a sophomore when I got named captain. They gave me the code of the building. I can go in any time, man. I, had, man, I, I couldn't sleep some nights. I go out there, go get after it. Didn't matter. It was awesome. Wow. Well, were you? Um, yeah, yeah. The run up there. I didn't right. I didn't like throw any parties or anything in there. I just literally went up there to work out. No, no. Absolutely, absolutely. I get you. I get you. Yeah. So uh, that is. Um, Hey, that weight room is an attraction for some recruits. And, uh, you know, yeah, I've seen, like, pro days in the weight room. You know, I've never been in a weight room for a team workout or anything like that, but I've seen pro days in the weight room. And, yeah, it's 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 legit. And uh, coaching is legit, too, by Connor Hughes and his staff. So, um, yeah, uh, one more thing on recruiting. I want to say 106 guys, right, Steve, that I have counted so far. What do you think is the the state with the most commits? What would you your um guess be the state with the most commits? Oh no, I I feel like I'm cheating here, Sal. I think I saw the I think I saw something you might have posted about this, but is it Pennsylvania? Uh, it is. You're correct. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah, I did. I, I, yeah, I cheated. I'm sorry. I saw. Well, I don't know. I didn't see 14. I saw maybe an earlier post before you tallied it up, but. Uh, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, Pennsylvania is a giant. Uh, it's a giant state. Lots of good football players. I mean, I, you know, being from Maryland, we used to have the the Big Thirty Three game, where the best thirty three players from Maryland played the best thirty three from Pennsylvania. Um, they got rid of it my senior year, so they my senior year they selected players for it, and then they canceled the game. Uh, 
I guess nobody wanted to do it anymore or they couldn't, they couldn't agree to terms, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, my older brother played in the, the big 33 game in Maryland versus Pennsylvania. So um, that's good. No, it's, I'm sure it's uh Pennsylvania, Ohio usually has a good turnout. Texas has a good turnout. Um, you know, those are, I mean, giant States. Um, so yeah. yeah. I'll give you the top five here that I have. According to my tallies, it's unofficial, unofficial. 14 for Pennsylvania, 13 for Georgia, 12 for Florida, 8 for Ohio, 7 for Texas seems like a small number to me. Usually they're in double digits in, in normal classes for Army. We'll see what happens. But sometimes they add guys after the signing day anyway, so we don't know. Subtract yeah, that. I mean, we don't know. I, there is not. There might be medicals. Not, Sal, not a doubt in my mind that number can climb to 130. Not a doubt oh, in my man. mind. I mean, wow. I was wow. at, I mean, I was, I, I think I signed March 12th, man. Like yeah. I, I, I committed to army like March 12th or something. I still have the, I still have like the, the signing, like everything signed, you know, the, the oh, wow. letter of intent or whatever. I got to find it. It's in like, you know, a bunch of boxes that probably have dust all over it, but. The um yeah I remember it I, I remember it being like March twelfth or or thirteenth or something like that. Yeah, there's gonna be because some I think there's probably gonna be some re recruits visiting the next couple of weeks too because some of them even though yep. they're committed and they're quote signed they still haven't visited West Point yet. So um one more stat um thirty one um out of the hundred and six commits they're from thirty one different states. That's that's Love um na that's nationwide recruiting there. 31 different states. There's a kid from South Dakota. Steve, have you ever played with a kid from South Dakota on, when you in your four years at Army? I don't think so. I mean that, Seth I Neiman's the I only one I even I think Seth Neiman's the only one I know from that area, and he was North Dakota. Oh yeah, good point. I knew there was somebody around there, yeah. But yeah, South but Dakota, not, I, mean, I, I Hey, hey, South Dakota State just won the FCS championship. They got some players out there. You know, they recruit well. Yeah. So the um um no, I mean I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the I love the 31 states. Um it's just a, you know, you always look at this um, you know, uh, the organization but like, you know, the army is full of 50 states and you have, you know, I just, I just was, you know, I just served with, and um, he just became an officer through OCS, but he was an interpreter for the, uh, for Afghanistan army for the, well, for the U S army, he was our interpreter for 10 years in Afghanistan, finally got over to the U S enlisted immediately to show his thanks. And then now, you know, went through OCS and now he's an officer in the United States army after his 15 year journey of like, you know, all that stuff. Those are the people you serve. Those are the kind of people you serve with and you'll serve with people from all over the world. Um, and you know, that's just a great, you know, I don't know, you know, I would love to see, I would love to see that stat, Sal number of States, uh, of commits, uh, you know, line up against the rest of the, the rest of the, the teams because it's diversity's power, man. Uh, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it is an ultimate team building uh, challenge to get that many different perspectives and that many different ways of seeing the world all into one mission and one goal. And, but when you do, 
it's super powerful getting all those different thinking people um, having the diversity of just, you know, of all over the country. It's just, it's one of our strongest assets or strongest, you know, things that we have as a country. And it's one of the strongest things we have as an organization uh, within the U S army and at West point. So I'm super excited to hear that stat, super excited for, you know, spring ball to start up here soon. Um, and I just, you know, look forward to seeing this, this new offense play out because I know there's a lot of people that are kind of like shotgun. I mean, where are we going here? I mean, we talked about literally just pounding people's, you know, faces in last year and getting our identity back when we were throwing the ball around last year. And, uh, but you know, you know, not to be blasphemous or anything, but in Munkin we trust right Sal. So, uh, you know, he's not going to lead us astray. Uh, so I look forward to, it. it's going to be exciting. I was talking to somebody that, you know, has a little bit of insight and they were saying that maybe you, you, your past attempts might double. It's not like they're going to wing the ball around 30 to 40 times a game. You know, the, the past attempts might go from if you pass six times, you might go 12. You know, if you pass 10, you might 20. It all depends on what the defense is giving you, I think. And I that's going to be sound, good. I, I truly, you know, and people people make fun of, you know, they don't make fun of me, but they're like, you know, they always ask me, Steve, like, so you're an Army football plan and you're a Baltimore Ravens fan. Like those, both those teams run the ball like 90% of the time and they play great defense. Like they're almost the exact same team, uh, yeah. you know, you know, personality style wise. And that's what I'm when I when I saw the hire and I was looking at the offense, I'm looking at an athletic quarterback that can make the read option, read pass option. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to put on a clinic against the Kansas city chiefs um, and win the super bowl um, this year by doing just that, that RPO, when to run, when to throw the slant, you know, making that quick. Uh, and I, that's how I envision uh, this playing out, having an athletic quarterback that can make the right decisions yeah. quickly um, and, and running an RPO. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, he runs shotgun, you know, and they, you know, yeah. Ravens run the ball, you know, 50 times a game with two great backs, yeah. you know, they do have a 306 pound fullback <laughs> in, in Ricard, but, um, you know, uh, they're, they are a, uh, it's just funny because, you know, I feel like my personality fits these teams personalities, right? Like I get to yeah. enjoy watching, you know, my personality play out on the football field with my two favorite team so it's it's kind of funny we'll see how it shakes out and you know we're always you, know, you had three senior quarterbacks right in last year now you have you know, okay bryson dale uh, bryson dale is there a parent um let's see if he let's see how he can run this i think that you know i was thinking i don't know i work a lot steve i have a lot of time you know why i'm working sometimes and i'm thinking last year a guy by the name of alex meredith came back to the team um, he was a highly recruited quarterback. He was a prep school quarterback. And when he went to West Point, he said, I want to I want to do the military side of it and the academic side. Didn't play football. Came back out for the team last year and was on the team last year, right? At the end of the season, I saw Alex Meredith in an 80s number, like a wide receiver's number. But maybe this offense is more for Alex Meredith because he was having a little bit of time, um, not a little bit of difficulty, but picking back up an option offense after you haven't been – didn't not much football for the first two years at West Point can be challenging, right? So maybe this offense, which is going to be fresh for a lot of people, you know, maybe an Alex Meredith might get back into the quarterback um, um, 
competition. He would so be I either junior or senior. I wouldn't be surprised if we immediately went out and got our freshman quarterback that's going to learn this offense and, and start four years for us. All right. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 um, I just, you know, it's a new offense. You bring in your guy, you know, the guy that you think runs it the not the best, you know, it's kind of the, you know, you don't think of college football as the business side of things, but you know, you either, you either have a guy that you've already kind of pinned as like the guy that can run this offense. Right. So like, Coach Munkin makes this higher because he's got a quarterback that can run this offense and he's confident that we can win now with it. Or they've got a guy on the radar that when they got him or when he committed, this is their guy. Or they got a guy at prep. Or they're going to figure it out yeah. in two months. You know what I mean, Sal? So uh, it's just there's a couple options here. Um, again, just very excited and, uh, you know, we're, we're, it's going to be, and uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of Army fans watching this first game um, with a lot of scrutiny if it doesn't go well. And, um, you know, you just hope that, uh, you know, that everything plays out and we're good. And, you know, I'm just going to be excited to get Army football back. You know, I'm, you know, it's part of <laughs> it. I enjoy it so much that I miss it when it's gone. So look forward to it. Couple more things before we go. One, I wanted to talk about Andre Carter at the Senior Bowl, right? So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm finding myself doing some Twitter searches with just Andre Carter, right? And when you do that, you see like these video clips that people that are there in Mobile that are taking of Andre Carter, and you see like sometimes Andre Carter getting the edge rush and getting to the quarterback, and sometimes you see him going one on one with a guy who's highly recruited. I think they uh, highly thought of. I think there was a South Dakota State lineman that you know won the battle, so to speak, the one-on-one -on -one battle. Um, regardless, Andre's getting a lot of eyes on him this week, right? This is a big week for him. You have to show what show what he can do with uh, against some other top players that are going to be in the draft. Um, I thought I saw the Senior Bowl, the Reese's Senior Bowl. A lot of the guys are like kind of second-day guys. There's not many guys that are first-round blue chippers at this, you know, at the Senior Bowl. And Andre Carter, at the beginning of the year, Mel Kuyper had him in his first round. You know, had him in his first round, and uh, he still has him pretty high. I think, like, maybe in the 30s, possibly somewhere around there. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, just what he can, what he can get out of this week and uh, playing the game over the weekend and that experience for him. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's just kind of a changing culture where – it used to be a privilege to be invited to the, you know, the East West Triangle game or uh, the senior bowl uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but now it's, you know, kid, you know, young men are making a, you know, business decisions on how much, you know, cost benefit of getting hurt in this game. What is it going to cost me? And uh, I think it says a lot about Andre Carter, right? It says a lot about uh, the guys that are actually still doing it. I uh, love to play the game and yeah, I, I you know, you hate to say it, it can, it can, you know, this week could promote him back up to first round and it could, it could potentially drop him yeah. to fourth round, you know, fifth round, you know, it's kind of weird how, you know, if you're not pegged as like, you know, a need, right. For a team, uh, you know, you can drop very quickly, um, especially if you don't fit their mold. So wish him the best yeah. of luck. Um, you know, we got that. We got 
two Army football players in the Super Bowl coming yeah. up. So it's a it's a it's a lot of fun to be an Army football player and an Army football fan over the next couple of weeks. You know what? I find myself rooting for the Chiefs a little bit toward the end of that game, right? Wanting the Chiefs to win because then you have, you know, the Cole Christensen yeah. who's been a practice squad player on the Chiefs. He's played in one game this year against the Bills. He's been on the active roster for a game. You have him representing Army, and then you have Brett Toth, who's been uh, coming back from a knee injury. He hasn't seen any action yet, but he's still around the team. You know, he's he's still at the games. He's still in the locker room with, with the team, and you have, you know, Army versus Army, and you're going to have an Army football player, a former Army football player, come out of the Super Bowl with a ring uh, next next Sunday. I think that's that's amazing to me. I wrote it. I think that's yeah, as a, as a, amazing. Yeah, I think – I don't know. I'd have to – I'd have to look at the stats here. I don't know how many army football players have won and won as a, as a player. None. I don't think any, you had Mike Sullivan as the giants, right? Quarterbacks coach. And you had Tony Coaxum as the Broncos special teams coach. Those are the only two I know kind of within the last, like, you know, what we know 20 years or so. Was there somebody right. back when the first Super Bowl won through 15, 20? I don't right. know, you know, maybe right. yeah, look at that. <laughs> But yeah. I don't think so, man. I mean, because yeah, Glenn Davis might have won like a, an NFL championship, but was he? Didn't, there was no that was not the Super Bowl era in the you know the yeah. late forties, early fifties. So I mean, man, because and, and Ali never Ali never had the chance, right? He never had the chance to play in the Super Bowl, or did he play? He didn't play in the no, Super he Bowl. Never, he? he never. No, he never made it. Man, so um. Good for – and, you know, even when the Seahawks were in the first round, right, and John Radigan's running down there covering kicks and uh, covering punts, I was watching every punt. I was watching every kick, every kick Steve, yeah. just to see if he was going to make plays. You know, it's so it's so great to see. And you see, a, you know, Elijah Riley with the Steelers getting a shot with the Steelers and getting some playing time here and there. Um, and now Andre Carter's going to have his chance. He's going to be – he's going to – He's going to get drafted. He's going to be the first draft pick since Caleb Campbell. That's going to happen. We just don't know when it's going to happen. Um, from Ross Tucker was on here, you know, during the season, thinking he's like a second day guy. So what? Second day, second, third round guy. Some people think he's a first round guy. Some people like the guys that are down there saying, "Wait, this guy is a project." Uh, you watch Andre Carter play. Watch the, the tape doesn't really lie. Watch him go against when he went up against Wisconsin. Watch him go up against Wake Forest. He makes plays against power. He made plays against power five teams. He has the ability. I think he's kind of still raw a little bit. Yeah, he is raw and he's versatile. And, you know, what do you want to do with him? Do you want to make him a three tech or a four tech or a three tech? Or you want to make him a, you know, he's six, seven. You want to make him 275? Make him 275. Um, You know, like he's got a frame to, 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 you know, be very versatile. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'll look forward. I look forward to watching him play this, uh, in this next week. Yeah. Bay Knight saying McConkey from Navy. We're just talking army football here, Bay. You know, we're not talking Navy tonight. You know, we're not, we're not doing any of that stuff. So we know, we know that. So yeah, yeah, we know that. So, uh, man, good to be back, Steve. Good. We just kind of firing, you know, recruiting stuff, firing, you know, some, uh, anything else you got on your mind about Army football that we, we want to uh, get off your chest before we get no, out? No, just look forward. No, nope, just looking forward to it. Uh, the spring ball starting and uh, to watch 
um, you know, my brothers get after it. Yeah, I think that's kind of probably usually starts the after spring after they have spring break. So probably later in March. So it's not too far away yeah. if you think about it. You know, it's about five yeah, six weeks right probably away on the corner. Yeah, and so yeah. we'll be we'll be uh, watch out. I'll have some more recruiting news. I'm gonna do do a couple more stories on the signing day. Um, get around to it. Check out our stories. Like I said, I'm Wesley Shaw. I'm out of Florida lineman. Check out our story on. Uh, uh, Kassan Hooks, who changed his mind, went from Air Force to Army. Uh, guys, check out our Black uh, Black Nation YouTube channel. If you're watching right now, give us a subscriber. Over 600 subscribers. We really like to make that push toward a thousand. Um, really like to do that. Um, our you our uh, Instagram is hot right now. Our Black Nation uh, Twitter is hot. And check out BlackNation.com for like recruiting news. We're gonna do a little bit more sports. Um, uh, we're going to do some lacrosse coverage, hopefully. We're going to do some basketball coverage sooner than later. I was at the Army-Navy basketball game, Steve, for the first time a couple weeks back. And that was a pretty good experience there. You know, didn't go right for the yeah, men. Fun. But the women's – Yeah, women's game. The whole football team's there too, right? And Jeff Munkin's there rallying yeah. the crowd, like, you know, saying with the beat navies, of course, and stuff. And he's firing, you know, the gun that shoots the shirts – He's firing the gun that yeah. shoots the shirts into the crowd too. So I mean, it, it's it was all good. Um, yeah, the men the men have another chance to play Navy. Uh, I think pretty soon and, and get a little redemption from the game. But uh, I was good. Army Navy's Army Navy in any sport, right? It's pretty hot, competitive, and uh, I'm hoping I would love to catch an Army Navy wrestling match. I don't think I'm going to get to that. Um, coming up soon this month, but you know, it it, it that's that was great too. Um. Really appreciate you guys watching us. I just I just rambled on there. Uh, late night podcasting, Steve. You know, uh, all this uh, energy I got from the sugar from the iced tea. But uh, thanks for watching <laughs> us. Great, <laughs> great catching up, and we'll, we'll see you soon. Yeah, go Army. <laughs>